The Lancet Psychiatry Podcast, bringing you the latest news and views from around the world of mental health. Thanks for joining us. Despite significant investment in global mental health, mental illness and psychological distress are on the rise across the world, a trend that is likely to continue in the wake of COVID-19. So what do we need to do as researchers, funders, clinicians, and policymakers to help steer the ship into better waters. The Wellcome Trust has just released their Wellcome Global Monitor, and here to discuss the findings on mental health is Professor Miranda Wolpert, Director of Mental Health at Wellcome. Thanks for joining us, Miranda. Thanks for having me. Um, So I was hoping you could, before we dive into the findings for mental health of the report, could you tell us a little bit about what what the Wellcome Global Monitor is and how Wellcome goes about doing uh, this type of a large international study? Uh, Yes. So this is the second time Wellcome has commissioned such a report, um, and it's in a partnership with Gallup. And really, it's, it's a big survey of people's attitudes and views, particularly in relation to science and to the challenges that Wellcome is seeking to fund science in relation to. And we are very much uh, guided by Gallup in terms of the methodology, although there is also an advisory group that advises Gallup in terms of subject matter expertise. And what they do really is devise a set of questions that try and guess at the things we're interested in, but that are also accessible to people across the world. So there's quite a lot of back and forth to try and refine the questions to make them accessible to a vast range of people. In this case, we had 113 different countries and territories and 119,000 people interviewed. For researchers and clinicians in the, in the mental health field, what, what are the take-homes, the major take-homes of this report uh, that you think they, uh, they'd be interested in? I think there was, there are, there's a lot there, is the first thing to say. And we've put all the data from the survey on our website. So if you want to dig in and explore, please do. We'd be delighted to hear what you find. But three of the highlighted uh, things that really stand out to us that we'd like the community to think about. The first is that overwhelmingly people across the world felt mental health was important, either as important as physical health or even more important than physical health. So that's 92% of people globally think mental health is really crucially important to well-being. And I think that's that's a really important finding for us all to be aware of. And that was true in low and middle income countries as well as in high income countries. So it puts to bed, I think, the idea that um, this is a problem that is only of relevance to some populations. This is relevant to everyone. The second uh, finding that stood out to us was that despite this overwhelming endorsement of the importance of mental health, people were less clear about the role of science in terms of understanding emotions and feelings and in terms of finding solutions to mental health problems. And in particular, where we compared their answers to that question about the role of science compared to infectious disease or cancer, they were less certain about the role of science in mental health than they were for infectious disease or cancer. So I think there's a real onus on us to show how science can make a difference and to really rise to that challenge of of using science to help us advance mental health uh, solutions. And the third really outstanding thing for us was around the fact that uh, across the globe, around one in five people told us in this survey that they had experienced anxiety or depression, that most of those had experienced it before the age of 30, and that they were doing quite a diverse range of things to try and manage that, ranging from talking to friends and families through to taking medication. And I think that's of interest to us and links with work we're generally doing to try and look at the full panoply of things that people do to address their mental health problems and try and scientifically investigate them so we can find next generation solutions. It is a little disturbing to, to 
to read that so many people in the world uh, think that mental health is important, especially common mental disorders like anxiety and depression, yet they don't have, I guess, faith that that mental health science is going to be able to address it uh, in, in the same way that they may think that science uh, for infectious diseases can, can, can address um, issues in that field. So how do clinicians and researchers in mental health, how, how do we act on these findings? So I think the first thing is that we need to really celebrate and share what we do know. And we need to get better at sharing that across the different uh, research communities within mental health. We know that mental health is this complex tangle of psychological, biological, and social factors. And I think we have to bring those communities together in a more coherent research agenda. Um, Another report we've published today is an overview of all that we know and also something of what we don't know in relation to what works in relation to youth anxiety and depression. And that's coming right from the cellular, looking at things like inflammation and gut microbiome interventions, right through the societal, looking at interventions that involve giving people cash. And we hope in this way, by funding this sort of reviews and research in this area, we can bring together multidisciplinary collaborations that can look at these mental health problems in the round and really try and help us find the next generation solutions. All right. Thanks very much for joining us, uh, Miranda. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. That's it for this episode. From the entire editorial team at the Lancet Psychiatry, thanks for listening. Be well and stay safe.